It's 11 o'clock. I'm Todd Harding. People gathering at restaurants to celebrate the Mid-Autumn Festival tonight have expressed mixed views about the rule that parties of eight people or more have to get tested before going into a restaurant. We used to have more people sitting at several tables because we didn't have to get swabbed. It's extremely disturbing. Now the entire world has opened up, but the government is still asking us to do things like this. It's not practical. Anyone eating out has gotten used to it. We're gathering for the mid-autumn festival and eating out can help Hong Kong's economy. Others gathered at the West Kowloon Cultural District to secure a good spot for moon gazing for the mid-autumn festival. Some said they wanted to spend the evening with family and friends outside because they're not too worried about catching COVID-19. Health officials have reported 9,787 new COVID infections, of which 185 were imported. Almost 2,700 COVID patients are being treated in public hospitals, 16 of them in intensive care. Eight more patients with COVID have died. Dr Chuang Shuk Kwan from the Centre for Health Protection again urged the public to avoid inter-family gatherings during the mid-autumn festival. If they do attend such gatherings, they should do a rapid antigen test beforehand. If they test already positive, they should declare the result and stay away from such gatherings. If they develop symptoms and even if they do have an already negative result, they could have been infected and it's just that they already failed to pick up the infection so they should still stay away from gatherings. It's hard to say whether there will be further rises in daily infections after the Mid-Autumn Festival. That's not something we will wish to see. Five speech therapists who were convicted of conspiring to publish seditious children's books have been sentenced to 19-month prison terms. Violet Wong reports. Passing sentence, District Judge Kwok Wai Kin said the three picture books in question could sow seeds of unrest in children's minds, noting that they had hidden from readers the fact that the central government has sovereignty over the SAO. The court earlier ruled that the books which characterized Hong Kong as the village of sheep and the mainland as the home of wolves, has spread separatist sentiment and incited hatred against the authorities. Mr Kwok deducted two months from a 21-month sentence for each defendant after considering that they had no previous criminal records, among other factors. The five, who were then executive committee members of the General Union of Hong Kong Speech Therapists, have been remanded in custody for over a year and are expected to be released in around a month's time. Commerce Chief Algernon Yao says there's a need to tell the Hong Kong story well and set the record straight in the wake of the implementation of the national security law. Mr Yao told a TV programme some reports about Hong Kong are inaccurate. He said the government understands that some top global finance executives have made quarantine-free travel a precondition for attending a financial summit in Hong Kong in November. Mr Yao was asked about suggestions the heads of large financial institutions may instead prefer to attend a financial conference in Singapore. It depends on what similarities large financial institutions see in the conferences being held by Singapore and by us, or which they think is more important. This is a free society. Of course, Hong Kong has its own advantages, and we're confident that this summit will be successful. 
The Secretary for Culture, Sports and Tourism, Kevin Young, says the Hong Kong Masters Snooker Tournament and Hong Kong Sevens will be held as scheduled, as there won't be a lot of athletes taking part in the competitions, and a bubble arrangement will be in place. But he said the government hasn't yet decided if it will greenlight the standard chartered Hong Kong Marathon planned for November. This is a race in which many people will take part and you can't expect runners to wear masks because that's not good for their health. We're talking about around 20,000 people running together in a short period of time and the race can't drag on for too long because roads will be closed and that'll affect others. So can we accept the risks after considering these factors? What can we do to reduce the risks to an extent that our medical experts find acceptable? Actually, the government very much wants to see the marathon happen, but we must consider the You're listening to RTHK. The time is coming up to five minutes past 11. The Ukrainian army appears to have recaptured the strategically important city of Kupiansk, while reports suggest Russian troops have abandoned another key city nearby. Kupiansk, a town of some 27,000 people that sits on a crucial supply route for Russian forces in the east, fell within the first week after the Kremlin ordered its assault on Ukraine on February the 24th. King Charles III has been formally proclaimed as the new monarch at a historic ceremony in Britain. An official dressed in heraldic costume and flanked by trumpeters made the public proclamation on a balcony at St James's Palace in London. God save the King! Inside the palace throne room, the king addressed a gathering of around 200 of the most senior figures in British society, including six former British prime ministers. King Charles said he was deeply aware of the great inheritance, duties and heavy responsibilities of the sovereignty that had now passed to him. In taking up these responsibilities, I shall strive to follow the inspiring example I have been set in upholding constitutional government and to seek the peace, harmony and prosperity of the peoples of these islands. The whole ceremony, which dates back centuries, was broadcast live on television for the first time on the instructions of the King. King Charles has confirmed that the day of Queen Elizabeth's state funeral will be a public holiday in Britain. It's expected to take place on Monday the 19th of September at Westminster Abbey in London. The Queen's coffin will be carried to Edinburgh tomorrow and then on to London, where she will lie in state in Westminster Hall. Special sittings are taking place today in both houses of the British Parliament to allow members to pay their respects to Queen Elizabeth. Japanese media are reporting that Emperor Naruhito is planning to attend the funeral of Queen Elizabeth. If confirmed, it would mark the first overseas trip for Japan's emperor since he acceded to the throne in 2019, following his father's abdication. To sports and in rugby, Hong Kong have crushed Zimbabwe in the quarter-final of the bowl competition at the Rugby World Cup Sevens in Cape Town, with tries from Ali Nardoni, Salom Yu, Russell Webb and Seb Bryan, giving the SAR a 28-0 victory at full time. Hugo Styles converted the first try and the other three were converted by Webb. It's Hong Kong's eighth appearance at the World Cup, which is serving as the team's final international warm-up for the Hong Kong Sevens in November. 
Later tonight, Tunisia's Anjabur takes on the world number one and top seed Iga Swiatek in the women's final in the last tennis Grand Slam of the year, the U.S. Open. Jabur was the first African woman and Arab woman to win a Masters event with victory in Madrid earlier this year, but was beaten in the Wimbledon final in July. She'll be drawing on that experience in the final against Swiatek. Just going to to that final was really tough for me, especially the second set. You know, uh, I think I handled very well coming to the to the court and and playing the first set. But then I feel like uh, this final, I'm, I'm going full in. I'm going for everything. And uh, you know, the most important thing is not to regret because I'm gonna give it all on this one. And even if this one is not gonna happen, I'm very sure that the, another one will come. That match is scheduled to start at 4 a.m. Hong Kong time. The Norwegian Kasper Ruud will face Spain's Carlos Alcaraz in the men's US Open final at Flushing Meadows tomorrow night. Rude says he has a game plan to counter the strengths of the Spanish tennis sensation. I think if I want to beat Carlos, I'll need to play very precise with all the shots that I hit and especially try to keep him a little bit further back in the court to play with good depth and length on all my shots because if he steps in, he can do anything with the ball. But if you play with good depth and good length, it's tougher to hit drop shots. So that will be something I will try to focus on and uh, I hope it will be a good match. And um, he has beat me a couple times and I will try to to seek my revenge. To the weather forecast, mainly cloudy with one or two showers. It'll be very hot again tomorrow with sunny periods, a little bit of haze, a top temperature of about 33 degrees and light winds. The outlook, fine, very hot and dry in the next few days. Currently the observatory, the temperature is 28 degrees Celsius, the relative humidity at 79%. To end the news, the top stories once again. People celebrating the mid-autumn festival express mixed views about the ongoing restrictions on social gatherings. As health officials urge the public to avoid inter-family inter get-togethers this weekend and five speech therapists convicted of conspiring to publish seditious children's books are jailed for 19 months each. And that's the news, weather and sports from RTHK.
Never sleep dust lies that decorates your eyes. Will do I get some sleep?